Hey, I'm so excited to share today's episode with you. It is an interview with my friend, September McCarthy, and it's all about introverts and how to be a family, be a mom, and still have time for your introverted self. You're going to hear her give you permission to have a little space. You're going to hear her talk about tips for purposefully getting some quiet time in. And we're going to talk about bedtimes. We're going to talk about ministry outside of our house. I think you're just going to love it. At the end, I interrupt her and laugh at the completely wrong time. Just know that was the recording. That was not how it happened in real life. So enjoy. And I can't wait to hear what you think about it. September, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be chatting today. Yeah. Um, it feels really nice connecting in the middle of a, a quarantine and having real life conversations. Yes, for sure. It's been yeah. long. Yeah. So will you tell, I think a lot of my friends know you, but can mm-hmm. you tell you, us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So um, on Instagram, people know me as September Ann. So <laughs> if you don't know September, that's really how people know me as September Ann. So, yeah. but I've been married um, 30 years to um, my husband, who I refer to as the builder. And that's because that's what he does for a living. And he just um, is really good at what he does. And so we've been married 30 years. We have 10 children, ranging from ages 28 to 8. And then, yeah, and then we have um, seven grandchildren and one more due very soon. I've been homeschooling for 20, 24 years. And my husband and I, we built our home. So we live out in the country and mm. um, we live that rural life. But yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, so I'm an author, a speaker, a writer, but really my heart is at home first. So, you know, I don't. I don't really identify as, you know, like the writer speaker. That's not really my subtitle. I just really, my heart is at home. And so, um, but those are things I do on the side. I have a little shop that we created on Etsy for families. And um, in my free time, I just love to go for walks and um, enjoy, you know, free, quiet time because I'm an introvert. So, (laughs) yeah, so that's a little bit about me. Yes. And introverts need to unite. We yes. need to like stick together and we need to learn from each other. Right. So yeah. that's why I'm so excited because you have a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. And as a mom and grandma, you could be busy all the time. Yes. I mean, it's very, I am, I actually am busy a lot, but um, I think introverts who one don't really know that they're, you know, introverted um, and they avoid giving it a label because maybe mm-hmm. one, they think labels are bad or two, they, they really don't know that about themselves, but they crash a lot after yes. doing a lot. That would be a good sign to say, Hmm, I wonder why this is happening. Why can't I be like all the other moms and women in the world who do, 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 and go, go, go. And they're around a lot of people. So mm-hmm. for me, it just took, um, identifying that piece of me. And then once I did that, realizing, okay, now I've got this big life and I have a lot of people in my life. And so I have to figure out how to make this work. And so it's taken some time to figure it out. It doesn't always um, come together the way I would like to, because, you know, we're moms and we're wives and, and we're busy. So sometimes, you know, the introverted side of me has to say, 
you know, adios, I'm sorry, but, um, <laughs> and some days, you know, I, I get to the end of the day, I'm like, good, that was a good balance. Like I was able to mm-hmm. get through that and I feel like I'm not completely going to crash. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm excited to talk about that today because I feel like some women, um, because of the comparison thing in womanhood, you know, we look at other yeah. women and we think, how do they do that? Like, how can they exert themselves so much and then just still be so fueled? And I think it comes down to part of it is this you know, and, mm-hmm. and identifying that. So, um, that's definitely the first step is realizing that you are like, I used to hide out in my room and not know that that's why I liked yeah. my room so much, you know, mm-hmm. right, right. <laughs> but so one of my friends asked the question, how do you set boundaries at home when you're an introvert, especially as a mom who's homeschooling or, I mean, we're all quarantine schooling at this point. Right. Um, and we have duties all day long, mm-hmm. sometimes even into the night. <laughs> right. I'm like, can you leave me alone at least at night, please? Yeah. But it, the duties just stay. So how, how, do you, how do you set boundaries? How do you have that balance that you're talking about? Well, you know, the first thing I had to give myself permission to think and to say and to do is that not everything I think that needs to be done in a day needs to be done in a day. So if I'm feeling the pressure to do all the things for me, I had to step back and say, okay, that's a lot of social time or that's a lot of time in the same room schooling for hours on end. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, I would look at my time, my schedule, and I would think, you know, homeschooling doesn't have to be four hours straight sitting at a table and feeling completely worn out. So I don't get anything else done in a day. So for me, um, breaking down my day into scheduled, um, you know, set periods of time where I know I'm going to have time for myself, even if it's a 15 minute walk, people think, well, how do you have time for a walk? Well, if you think about it, like 15 minutes, um, you know, and breaking away or even um, taking your children with you and giving them things to hunt for, even time with our family can be nurturing to an introvert Mm -hmm. because it doesn't always have to be the conversation and the entertainment piece. Um, so I've learned yeah. how to kind of withdraw a little, even if, if I know I have to be present with my family a lot in a day. Um, sometimes when we're driving down the road in the car and we have a longer drive and it's been a full day of noise and people and demands and making lunch and dishes and getting after. And I think there's no way I'm going to be able to be in the car <laughs> that long with all those people. And those oh. people are the people I love, you know, yes. I don't want to forget that. Um, yes. So some days I will say to my kids, okay, we're going to get in the car. We haven't had any quiet time all day. That is when I want you to do your reading, or that is when I want you to just look out the window. This is your time mm-hmm. to be quiet. That's not every day, but I, I've discovered that sometimes we can manage the time that we're with our family. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I go for a walk with my kids, my kid, my youngest is eight. So now I'll say, you go on ahead of me. I'm going to walk, you know, for by myself for five to 10 minutes and I'll catch up. So I've learned to think um, in time fragments and even in the time that I'm with my kids, I've learned to kind of distance myself, not every day, but on those moments where I can mm-hmm. feel those, those um, feelings and emotions coming up. Like I don't want my family to get the um, negative side of, you know, an introvert who needs space. So, yes. yeah. And then when, when it comes to homeschooling and family meals and things like that, um, I think a huge part of raising a family when you're an introvert, especially a large family is 
controlling the noise and volume in your home, which is people think, oh, good luck, you know, but you know, I had 10 kids and people would come into my home and they, they would say, I cannot believe how quiet your home is. I would never know there were 10 kids that lived here. Now it wasn't always like that. I'm not saying all day long, but there was a purposeful one hour a day where we would all have quiet time, whether it meant, you know, go to your room and do reading. I'm going to set the timer. And my, we have done that every year for, you know, I've been a mom for 28 years. We've been doing that mm-hmm. for 28 years, one hour a day after lunch. We call it quiet time. They read. I sometimes just sit and close my eyes. Sometimes I do laundry, but it's time that I'm not managing them. I'm not hearing them. Sometimes they fall asleep. Sometimes they read. Sometimes they draw. Mm-hmm. But um, those are things that I've learned for myself in this big, noisy life um, mm-hmm. that I've had to do to be very intentional. Wow. Those are great. I've been writing notes. <laughs> yeah. I would have a question. How do you, so my youngest is six and she's very um, not inter, not introverted at all. Mm-hmm. How do you have quiet time with kids like that? Right. Like I- right, right now, even as we're recording, she's been out here three times already. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I think that, um, our kid, I have a couple very strong extroverts. In fact, if you, if people meet my family, they're very surprised that my kids are so social and so they're strong communicators, so verbal. Some of them are high energy. They, they want to be near people. They want to just, sometimes my 19 year old daughter, who's a strong extrovert will just come, I'll be in my room trying to have that 10 minutes of peace and quiet and I'll see her coming. And I just look down hoping she doesn't see me sitting there and she'll just walk in, sit down. I'll be like, hi. And she'll say, hi. And I'll say, what are you doing? Oh, I just wanted to be near someone and talk to him. I'm like, well, this is not the right person at the right time. (laughs) And so she's learned. I'm like, so I will respond so sweetly. Some most generally, you know, I'll be like, come on in. I want to talk to you. But if I'm at a moment where I'm like, I've, I am like completely stretched. I'll say, mm-hmm. you know, I haven't had any time to myself. So right now I'm just going to take this time. Mm-hmm. There've been so many times like you, you know, where I've gone out to my van and I've sat there, locked the doors, rolled up the window and they're circling the van, jumping up and down, popping it, <laughs> giving me the roll down the window motion. And I'll just shake my head. And then I close my eyes. And if you know, you do what you have to do. And sometimes when you have strong extroverted children, what happens is when they're little, they know that you're going to be there for them. But as our kids get older, they learn to actually respect that space because you tell them, you know, this little time that I have is actually making me a better mom, you know, and as they get older, they'll see that they'll see like, Mm -hmm. okay, you know, I, I need a little space Mm -hmm. and then they, they don't give it and they're in your face and they're demanding and you try to teach them to respect and honor and then as they grow up, they're like, oh, wow, mom just had 10 minutes. Look, she comes out of her room or she just went for a walk and she's like a totally different mom. And she's so, nice again. Yeah. So I would just encourage moms to verbalize that, to say mm-hmm. mom needs just a little space um, and, and be creative mm-hmm. with it. You know, if it's just sitting yeah. on your front porch and saying you could do anything in the house you want, you can play Play-Doh, you can cook, you can play mm-hmm. Legos, you can jump up and down, but I'm going to sit on the porch. No one's going to come out here. <laughs> It's really okay. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the hardest mm-hmm. thing for moms is that we forget it's okay for us to give ourselves and verbally tell our family we need a little space. Well, you just gave us permission. So that helps. <laughs> and I, I often think, why do we do that? Like, why do we, why is it hard? Um, yeah. You know, if our husbands or 
um, someone else in our home, or if we have a job outside the home, and some of us may, if we get Mm -hmm. in our car and drive away, and I'm sure most of us have had this conversation with our spouse, that's even Mm -hmm. 10, 15 minutes of them being alone. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't we think it's okay to just say, I just need a few minutes on the porch. And for us, sometimes it came down to, if you cannot obey this, you're going to have to sit, or this will be the consequence. And not to be Mm -hmm. harsh, but just to say, this is just like um, getting a shower or something. It's a, it's a boundary and it's something to respect in Mm -hmm. someone else. And it teaches our kids when they leave the home to be aware that other people have needs outside of theirs. Mm -hmm. Um, That's excellent. And like you said, husbands, like my husband is always like, do it. Like you need quiet time. Yeah. And they give us permission, but yeah. Yeah. So one of my friends has, I actually don't even know how many children, nine, 10, maybe even 11. Anyways, one thing she has a problem with is the big kids staying up a little bit later yeah, and the little kids, you know, mm-hmm. needing to go to bed. Right. Yeah. So, is there is can you speak to some of that boundary right. stuff when when bedtimes are switching? Yeah, we've been doing that for many years, and so in our home, you know, the younger kids go to bed at a certain time, and the older kids are allowed to stay up. And it's just an understood. It's just, this is your younger, your body needs more sleep. As you get older, you'll be allowed mm-hmm. to stay up. And we've okay. never really had any problems with like disobedience or whining and crying about it. They just do it. But the tricky part comes in is that now our older kids are beginning to stay up. And that what used to be our quiet time as, yes. as, as parents, as adults, as a married, married couple, as a mom. So yeah. Um, most generally for many years between a certain span of years, um, our kids will end up wherever my husband and I are talking, hanging out on our bed. Mm-hmm. There's been times that I've been ready for bed. My husband's been ready for bed. We're in bed and they come in and they're all <laughs> over the bed. And, you know, there's a 13 year old, 17 year old, 18 year old, 20 year old. Sometimes even now my adult children will FaceTime me to say hi at 10 o'clock at night. And I still have a teenage bed full of kids talking to me and then we're all talking it's 11 o'clock at night and I often think okay you know this is a gift this is a real gift that my kids want mm-hmm. to spend time with me so the difference is we just don't make a habit of it every night um so we just tell our kids if you're going to stay up past the kids bedtime there has to be a space where you are that you're not disrupting Family dynamics, dad and I might need time alone. It's quiet. Mm -hmm. If our door is closed, you know, that means it's closed. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, keep, be in the house by a certain time, but um, you have this time to yourself. And it's just become this understood, respected thing in our home. Mm -hmm. It's taken time to kind of grow that. But um, I think, I think it's a good thing for us as parents to have that time with our older kids, but it's not every night. Okay. So do you have set nights or it's just kind of however it works? Well, the kids and I, the older kids know like that my husband and I, we tend to try to go to bed at the same time every night. But if Mm -hmm. my kids, my older kids have needs or they want to hang out and they want to talk to my husband and I, then I'm going to welcome them no matter what. I don't like to tell them. But if my husband and I are watching a a movie or something or having a deep Mm -hmm. conversation and they come in the room and we've been spending time with them, so I don't feel like I'm turning them away every night. I'll yes. say, 
you know, daddy and I, or dad and I are having a discussion or my husband will say, mom and I are having a talk. This isn't a good time. We'll catch up with you later. Like we've learned and they, okay. You know, and they turn around if, mm-hmm. and then we'll say sometimes, you know, is there an emergency? Is there something you really want to talk about? Cause if there is, we're here, if not, right, right. let's just save this for another night. And there's, they're, they're really good about it, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, we've just learned to communicate openly with our kids. Like this is our time. Um, and even my husband sometimes will be like, what are we going to do? Like the kids don't need us tonight. Um, we've already had a date and mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to read a book and you can find something to do, which, yeah. is, which is rare for us because when we had a lot of littles, we didn't have much time alone. So it was sacred, you know, yeah. was, um, now our youngest right. is eight, we have a lot more free time together. So does anyone listening to this podcast that has a lot of littles, I just want to give them hope. Like it's, it's around the corner and you'll have so much more time mm-hmm. as a couple um but it's important for moms to recharge themselves I think before they spend that time with their spouse so they're not always relying mm-hmm. on their yeah. spouse to be the person that refills that space that is key yeah yeah that's so key yeah okay so another one of my friends was wondering about social obligations she just doesn't like to go out yeah if it's, you know, a big group, things like that. How do you, do you need to make an explanation if you need to say no, if you're too overwhelmed or, yeah, she just wanted your thoughts on, on that. Well, I had to learn for myself that being an introvert cannot debilitate or become a habit of that's not healthy for me. Um, as much as I am an introvert and I am, I have had to learn about myself that I would easily retreat and need no one. And therefore Mm -hmm. that's not good. Like we were made for community. This quarantine has shown us, has shown us that now we're on this big introverted dream, you know, we're all like stuck at home (laughs) and now we're all craving some kind of community, whether it's a one-on-one, which tells us this is how God created us. So I think it's really, we have to be really careful. Um, to not use that as a reason all the time. I'm just putting that out there because I had to work through that for myself and, and realize, you know, sometimes that you have to say yes, even when you don't want to. Um, So I think the first thing I would, you know, share with anyone, including myself is that um, learn what your schedule looks like when you make decisions like that so that, you're not always saying no, because you will, you will lose contact and community, which isn't good for you. And it's also not good for relationships. You will become known as the person who will always say no, and you'll stop getting invitations, which will in the Mm -hmm. end be hurtful and feel very personal. And that's not what you want, but that's really what will happen. And it's not that anyone's doing that on purpose. It's just, you know, the course of something like that. If you say no all the time, people just stop asking and then you're going to feel hurt about it. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I recommend to anyone that's in this situation to just kind of weigh their schedule when making a decision and say, you know what, I can do this. Um, I'm going to be able to refuel later or it's not too much. And the real key, I think, as you're making decisions is to pay attention to how it's going to affect you and everyone else in your family. So if you choose to do something and you know, it's going to keep you from functioning well for your family the rest of the evening or the rest of the week, then maybe go for part of the time. Do you know what I mean? Like say, Mm -hmm. yeah, sure. I can come, but I have to leave by two or, Mm -hmm. 
how about if I drop my kids off and then I'll pick them back up? Or, yeah, I'd love to sit and chat, but I can only stay. You know, these are ways that introverts can kind of maneuver their way around exhausting themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And then secondly, sometimes saying no isn't good for our family. Um, And I think sometimes we have to think, how is this going to affect our family, whether we choose to homeschool Mm -hmm. or not school, um, Mm -hmm. or if we choose to um, not go somewhere, is this going to negatively affect my family because I'm the one who can't go? So those are ways mm-hmm. to decide whether we should or should, shouldn't do something. And then I think in the end, um, you know, sometimes I've had to do and go and do, like I speak and I write and when I go speak, I'm completely exhausted and people say, mm-hmm. well, I would never know you're an introvert because you get up there and you do that <laughs> and you speak and I'm so connected with you. And I think that's because I'm pouring out so much like you are seeing yes. You are seeing the best of me. And then I'm going to walk away from you and I need to completely hibernate in a hotel room for five hours, you know, three hours. Yes. And I have to eat and I have to take a bath and I have to pray. And then the next day I do it again. And then for a week after I'm tired and, and my husband, yes. and I, my husband and I have learned that like, but I do it because God has called me to share my story. God has called me to do this for my family. Mm-hmm. Um, there's things I've chosen to not do because I had to mm-hmm. think, how is this going to affect my family? How's this going to affect me? And, um, so I think there's a lot of factors that go into what Mm -hmm. we say yes to, what we say no to giving yourself permission on the positive side to not have to say yes to everything is key. Also, like you don't have to say yes to everything. And sometimes you can just say to someone, you know, I'm an introvert and I, and I don't want to use it in this excuse, but it's already been an exhausting week. So I think I'm going to pass this time, um, Mm -hmm. instead of just saying, no, I can't come. You know, so I think whether people understand it or not, at least are understanding that, you know, you're respectfully declining this time. Mm -hmm. So then they can't. Yeah. They don't take it as personal either. Right. Right. Because people do. They don't understand if they're not, you know, my older daughter who's 19, she's just finally understanding this and she'll say, oh, I'm sorry. I get it. Totally get it, mom. I'll be like, you know how you need to go do things that makes you feel well? I said, that's the opposite of for me. So Mm -hmm. when you can't do things, that feeling of not seeing people, not getting out, like that low Mm -hmm. feeling you get, that's how I feel when I'm stretched too much. It's like, wow, I didn't know that. I never would have thought that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've had to explain that. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting as a mom, anyone listening will probably begin to realize you'll see these patterns in some of your kids, different kids will have different patterns. I have a few, um, I have three younger girls and they've each taken a turn staying the night at their older sister's house. My daughter who's 25, um, she and her husband bought a new house and it's bigger. So she's had her younger sisters who are 13, 11 and eight come over as for a sleepover um, at, you know, their, their sisters, there's this huge span of mm-hmm. age, but, and she commented to me awesome. when I picked them up, she said, wow, mom, I can't believe how different these three girls are, are. She said, the first one to say the night talked nonstop. She wanted to be on the go. She did all my workout routines with me. She helped me. She spent time with the kids. She was constantly moving. She said the second sister who stayed the night, 
didn't say a word. She was really kind of solemn. She just read a book, helped me clean. When I, she, I said, that's because that's the difference. One is a strong introvert. One's a strong. She goes, I just did not realize that. She said, I just thought maybe I, she wasn't having fun. And she, I wasn't, oh, yeah. I wasn't keeping her busy. And I said, no, she mm-hmm. doesn't need it. She doesn't need the entertainment. She doesn't need to, you know. So mm-hmm. other people can see that. But sometimes, you know, as a mom, it's good for us to know that about our kids, too. Mm-hmm. And to kind of learn those things and make sure they're getting what they need. Right. For sure. I found. Yes. Yeah. Last night I tucked in my 13 year old. I didn't tuck her in actually. She usually comes and says goodnight to me. She goes to bed, you know, does her routine at night. And last night she didn't. And I went in to check on her and I said, Hey, are you okay? You didn't come say goodnight to me. And she was in the dark laying in her bed. She shares a room with her three sisters and she was crying. And I said, why didn't she come Aww. say goodnight to me? I said, I missed you. I came to say goodnight. And this quarantine is really getting to her. She's, she's Aww. a strong extrovert. She said, I just don't mm-hmm. feel like I have anything left. And I was like, wow, this is really yeah. hard on her. So it's really good for yeah. me to be aware, um, you know, of that in and out of a quarantine on how I can work to, yes. you know, help her through that. And I'm an introvert, mm-hmm. so I'm like, how am I going to help her do this? So, so even as an introverted mom, we have to be really careful to think outside of ourselves. Like, it's not about me. I'm loving this this time. But yes, this has been too. hard on her. So I'm just trying to be sensitive to that. Yes. Excellent. Well, I have one more question for you. Mm-hmm. Um or one more question from my friends. Mm-hmm. When your kids are young and need so much of your time, what's the balance of taking care of them and doing things for other people? I have a friend who is very, gets very guilty mm-hmm. when she feels like she's taking care of her, her family and doesn't have time for ministry like she used to. Right. Well, I think the first thing we can remember, and this sounds so across the board, and it's not an over-spiritualized answer, but it's true, honestly, is that our family is our ministry first. Um, I think when we become a mom, we forget that these people in front of us are honestly our first priority. Of course, we know that, but they're also the people Jesus wants us to minister to first. And they're really no different than anyone else. And what our kids see are us do for them is exactly what they're going to do when they go out into the world. But the second thing I would say, and I wrote a chapter about this in my book, why motherhood matters is you can serve with your family. Like, I think we just stop serving individually as people when we become a mom, because now we're a mom and everything Mm -hmm. I did, this clicked for me one day, I wrote a whole chapter about it. I realized, you know what? I can, I can do all those things I was doing before. It's just going to look different. And so I started taking my kids with me and serving with them. And wow, it was just um, amazing because now my kids, they're, they're, they are defined by having a servant's heart. My adult children, when people come and say, oh, I met your oldest you know, son or daughter. Wow, they have a real servant's heart. I can't believe the ministry they have mm-hmm. with families. And, mm-hmm. and it's because they've learned that you can serve as a family. Now, if a mom wants to do things outside of her family and serve, whether it's in the church or in the community Mm -hmm. and it's ministry servant oriented, then I think you just need to take a block of time and just like you would a job and um, have someone come be with your family. If that's what you need and that's what you feel called to, like I go speak, um, then you have Mm -hmm. to make it a priority. It's not going to be something that you should begrudge because, you know, serving 
it should never be be great. Right. Like I can't do this. And, um, you know, God doesn't want us to live and live like that. He wants it to be possible. So it should be a natural overflow one from your family. Um, so when we would go to nursing homes or we would go, um, down to the homeless shelters or when we would, I would do everything with my kids. We would drive around, pass out banana bread and we would sing to residents and, you know, we would do, um, food pantry. We do, I, I just do everything with my kids now. Um, you know, local mission trips, um, all of it. And when I had little ones, then I would, if I had a desire to serve in a different way, then I would use that as my alone time, my introverted mom time. And my husband Mm -hmm. would work it out. We'd have someone come in and um, that would be like me going to a job. That would be the time I set aside. I used to volunteer at a pregnancy resource center and my husband would come home from work and I worked it around his schedule. And when mm-hmm. he couldn't, we had a babysitter come in. So, um, yeah, don't feel guilty about not having the time. Just maybe turn the guilt around a little bit and think, okay, I'm going to get creative with this. And then when that runs out and I have exhausted my resources serving with mm-hmm. my kids and yes, it will be more work. Um, but that's what, that's what ministry yes. and service is. It's sacrifice. Yes. So I think, I think one thing um, I hope that, helps. that this friend has found and I've found too, is sometimes, um, sometimes, for example, I head to a coffee shop meaning to write a blog post or a chapter or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I get there And I just feel so empty that I need to journal, read my Bible instead of doing what I thought I would be serving as. Does that make sense? Oh, yes. Yeah. A lot of times we can't serve unless we're, you know, spending time with the Lord and we are feeling to full capacity. Serving from an empty tank is is it's it's not a bad mm-hmm. thing. You're still doing it, but you really want to serve from your overflow. So by the time you've given to your family and then you have that time alone sometimes mm-hmm. just it's stepping away. And then and then you come back and say to the kids, hey, you know, when I was you know, when I had that 30 minutes mm-hmm. to an hour today and I went to a coffee shop or something I realized, you know, here's a creative idea. Let's do this together. Let's bless another family. Yes. And then you just do it from there. So it doesn't have to be the same. It doesn't have to look the same, yes. number one, in every season. And number two, it doesn't have to look the same every week. So I, for me, I think introverts, our number one nemesis is to get stuck in places of <laughs> comfortable patterns. Say what? And um, getting out of those. Me. <laughs> doing a quarantine and my comfortable pattern is when I get overwhelmed, I go to a coffee shop. (laughs) Whoa. I'm mind blown. Yes. Yes. It's it's hard to get out of those places, but sometimes I think doing a new thing, even though it's uncomfortable because introverts like comfort prediction and predictability, you know? And so um, I think sometimes doing a new thing is scary and it's hard, but then it's a new kind of comfortable. We're like, why? Yes. I have no idea the possibilities. Yes. Um, so, and I've learned that with traveling and speaking, being a strong introvert, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this new thing in a different way. And I'm just amazed. I'm like, wow, there, yes. yeah, I'm, I'm tired, but it's not a bad tired. Like, wow, that was really good. I didn't know that was possible. So I'd encourage women who are listening or anyone that's listening that knows they need time to refuel. They have introverted tendencies or an introvert to not be afraid to try new uncomfortable things. And then, you know, okay, that works or that does not work. (laughs) Excellent. I love that. I can't wait to listen to this again. 
and again and again. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, it has been. It's been fun. So I think we're about out of time. We need to tell people right. where to find you. Oh, well, you can find me <laughs> hiding in my book. <laughs> yes. No, just teasing. So, yeah, they can find me at SeptemberMcCarthy.com. I'm not there as often as I am on Instagram because I love Instagram. It just seems like a nice snapshot yes. into our our lives. Um, I share about my homeschooling journey and all the things that I do there more. And so on Instagram, I'm September Ann. And then we have a family and educational resource shop, which is September and, and they have the best products ever. And then my book is on t-shirts and oh, I have your you. big posters, your character card posters. Yes. Oh, you do. Yep. <gasps> so glad. Those are my favorite. I got I them for myself so like as a teacher <laughs> gift last year. <laughs> Oh, I should so I should peruse your Good shop and you. be like, okay, what am I going to get my kids as teacher again this year? <laughs> there oh, you go. I love yes. it. That's great. Yep. So, yes. and then my book, you know, Why Mother Matters. So I love your book. Me. Your book came out. I remember the day I got it. Thank I you. went out on the front porch. It was one of those days I needed the front porch time. And it was just in tears. Yes. And- I just needed that right then because sometimes you do wonder, you know, is motherhood worth it? Does it matter? So yes, right. If you haven't, if you're listening and you haven't read her book yet, then go read it. It's called why motherhood matters. And it's anywhere that books are sold. You should go read it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much. It was an honor. This episode has been produced in collaboration with Jersey Limited Media. The theme music is by Scott Holmes and has been adapted for use herein under Creative Commons license. If you haven't already, go subscribe to the Learning Little Lessons podcast so that you get updates weekly. Or visit my website at learninglittlelessons.com for freebies, newsletters, and encouraging blog posts.